Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, November 1st, 2021. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verse for this week is Proverbs 19.11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. I know a lot of people who have good sense. We might even call it common sense today. However, no matter how much good sense one has, when anger rises up, good sense is often tossed to the side in favor of venting our emotions. There is a danger for all of us with regards to this problem. However, I have noticed in others, and more recently in myself, that the older one gets, the danger increases for us to ignore the wisdom of this proverb. There's something for us to consider here. Good sense makes one slow to anger. Why? Three things. Anger very rarely achieves a good result. Often, it more de- often destroys things. Two, anger, when unleashed, is very difficult to control. And three, James chapter 1, verse 20, says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The second part of this proverb holds the key to maintaining good sense. It is his glory to overlook an offense. We live in a culture and a time when it seems that everything someone can say or do can be taken as an offense. Grace is lost, forgiveness is non-existent, and mercy is unknown. If you want to be countercultural and rebellious in the eyes of the culture, then be a Christian, a follower of Christ who offers grace, mercy, and forgiveness to those who offend you and others. Overlooking an offense is good when there has not been an established pattern of offense. There are times when things can simply not be overlooked and need to be addressed because love demands it or the nature of the sin demands it. There are times where forgiveness still needs to be extended, but a conversation needs to be had. With that said, far too often, we take offense when no offense was intended. And when the person who offends becomes aware of our offense, they often become offended themselves. And so it spirals out of control. So this proverb is helpful to remind us to be people of good sense, keeping anger in check and living as a gospel-centered person, ready to forgive by overlooking an offense. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Mark chapter 14 and the end of the chapter. We saw the contrast between Jesus, the rock of our salvation, and Peter, the rock who crumbled under the pressure of being identified with Jesus. We saw the wickedness of the religious leaders in their willingness to break their own rules in order to get rid of Jesus. We saw Jesus shine brightly as the obedient Son of the Father, ready to do the will of the Father. 
And as a sheep before its shears was silent, so Jesus was silent before his accusers. But when asked a direct question as to who he was, Jesus affirms he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. We saw Jesus allowing these men to act sinfully in falsely accusing and sentencing him to be condemned. But we also see Jesus announcing judgment upon them. When he says, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. We also saw Peter, confident, sure, bold Peter, crumble and deny the Lord Jesus three times. We saw in him our own human weakness on full display. But we also saw the surpassing greatness of Jesus in his faithfulness and obedience to the Father. This passage is a reminder to us that we need Jesus. He came to do what we are unable to do ourselves. We cannot muster up enough willpower to make ourselves clean, to satisfy the demands of the law, or to atone for our sins. Only Jesus could do that. We'll end our talk today with a takeaway. For the last 24 years of my life, two themes have become more sure to me, and those themes are the theme of the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. We live in a world created by a good, generous, and holy God, and in this world, He has given us the ability to obey or to disobey Him. One theme does not negate the other. They are both true and both non-contradictory. The best illustration I have found is that of two railroad tracks. They are parallel to each other. They are both true, and the train needs both of them to reach its destination. God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. We do not always understand or know what God is doing in allowing certain things to happen and others not to happen. But we do know that He is in control, and knowing that He is in control helps us and motivates us to continue to follow Him no matter the circumstances. In the book of Joshua, the last chapter, chapter 24, Joshua summons Israel to hear from God and he reminds them of God's past acting among them and how he has brought them to this point and this place in history. He reminded them that God gave them the land on which they did not labor and cities on which they did not build and vineyards and orchards they did not plant. In many ways, each new generation comes to this place We stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us, who have built and planted what we now enjoy. There are, of course, times and generations that have the work of rebuilding and replanting what was torn down or destroyed. But no matter the situation, each generation has to answer the question Joshua poses in 24 verse 15, choose you this day whom you will serve. The pendulum of culture swings back and forth. But Christ is a sure and steady rock who does not sway. A quote that I have often found helpful is one from MLK. Will we march only to the music of time? Or will we, risking criticism and abuse, march to the soul-saving music of eternity? Friends, serve Christ for he is worthy of all the praise we can give.
Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.